passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil that beach pod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene product. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair. And maybe you've grown some winter man tits. At least you can make them hairless. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com and getting 20% off in free shipping with my promo code Bubba. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full-body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formations to round out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or your treasure chest in your pants, doesn't matter. This is the best trimmer on the market. Inside the Performance Package, you're going to find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, and Moisturizer. Because we all know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. Nobody likes nose hairs, so their package comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 as well. You're also going to get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, about a $39 value, and the patented high-performance Reduced Chafing Manscaped Boxers. And if you're wearing sandals, you're going to need to get the Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit. Having the right tools for grooming is a essential. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off in free shipping with promo code Bubba at manscaped.com. That's 20% off in free shipping with promo code Bubba at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles at manscaped.com. Promo code Bubba. Does Dick Buckus know what he's really got himself into with Eugene? Dick, Dick Buckus likes good that people. Master's the man. He came to my shop. Me and him met does, and does, I bring him to the show. He doesn't Not know. Spice. Does he, he know how know shady you are? Antics. Dick Buckus is a big time guy. He's he, a, he, he, he's, you don't know anything about football. So what? <clears throat> Dick Buckus, how are you, buddy? Good, good, but I, I don't, I don't really want to get in between you guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, hold on, there being. I, I hope I haven't started something here. Oh uh, well, see, well, the only thing you know about Lasker is he worms his way into every little situation. So now he wants to totally take credit for discovering you, which he did bring us to you. But now, like for instance, we we've only had two Hall of Fame guy ever on our show. You and Deacon Jones. We've never okay. had anybody else. So we had a couple mini helmets and stuff for you to sign because a couple <clears throat> eight. <laughs> so at the end of the day, and I even told Big Dick have Dick personalize them so that he knows that they're for us. We don't we're not trying to sell them or anything like that. I'll give him even names. Well, now Lasker automatically has taken dibs on the big helmet because he brought you here. I'm like, Dick, that's bullshit, Lasker. You don't even know who Dick Buck... We truly appreciate what Dick Buckus is all about. Yeah, they were yeah. talking about you last night during the oh, broadcast. Oh, they had a big old yeah. uh, uh, footage over Dick Buckus. And I never was familiar with the linebacker before in Chicago, the, uh, the Bill guy. Bill George. Bill George, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with him. Well, it's, you know, you're talking in the 60s. 63 championship. 50s and 60s. Did he yeah. get drafted like in 54? Yeah. 
He's, uh, yeah, because, let's see, yeah, he played about 14 years before let, I got there, so that's uh, 65. Yeah, he's, he was there a long time. Let me just show you how illiterate, football-wise, Gene Lasker is, Dick, okay? I kind of got a hint because yeah. there was a ball out there with uh, Ditka's signature right. on it, and he said something like, Who, who's, who's my Dick? from Miami? Yeah. Who's my Dick? Yeah, watch this, Dick. This is the most obvious hey, question wait, in the entire world. No, well, shut up, Gene. Just shut up for a second. Gene Lasker, who is the greatest Chicago Bear, the greatest Chicago Bear running back ever to run the ball for Chicago, and he just most recently passed away, one of the most beloved Chicago Bears ever? The most obvious question, if you know anything about football, right, Dick? Right. Gene Lasker? Uh Sanders? Barry Sanders. 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 <laughs> Dick, you can see we're dealing oh, okay. here. Gail Sayers. No, no, not Gail Sayers. The greatest, run, the greatest running back of all time is Walter Payton. Hey, listen, Absolutely. Listen, I always kept up with racing. You know, because it takes two balls to play that game. <laughs> so, you know what? I never was a I'll football player. I'll put Dick player. Buckus. God made me little, hey, so I want a football hey, player. I'll tell you this right now. You're talking about a guy having balls. I'll put Dick Buckus in, in his set of balls of smashing Ooh. people's mouth against any race car driver ever to live. Gene, if you want to say you need big balls to race cars, is that what you're trying to say? Well, you do. I know, but you're not. You don't need big balls to play middle linebacker. Yeah. Let, let now those, you know, let, Dick, let those Dick. centers well, and guards. Now you know, you know. what we're de- now you know what we're dealing with here. Yeah, but I, I just didn't ever keep up with football too much. Well, those, I mean, those I mean, that, that don't make me a bad guy. I mean, you could have been a punter or some fat I mean, I position like the that. Super Bowls. I never kept up. <laughs> I, was, I was busy robbing people blind. <laughs> I was being a gypsy. I was, I was being a gypsy. <laughs> so I, I get to be, I, I bring not I brought I bring Dick Buckus to you guys. I bring I get the big helmet. I'm wearing my car when I'm racing. you don't racing. You don't even know what the value of a Hall of Fame, a, a guy that was in the Hall of, Jesus, pro, friend, pro Football Hall of Fame, you have no idea what that, do you even know, let me ask you a question. I'll give you, JT, don't give him the answer to this, JD. LD, I'm sorry. Gene Lasker, I'll give you the Big Dick Buckus full-size helmet if you can tell me, nobody give him the answer, where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is. Ohio. But where? Where? No, bitch, I said where it was no, in Ohio. Ohio's a big state. I get the fucking helmet on the planet Earth. Don't bullshit me, Brett. I said Ohio, didn't where? I? Where? It's a big state. Where? Where? It's a very Columbus. Specific. No! no. <laughs> uh, hey, I knew it was in I Ohio, thought, man. That should be good enough. No. I'm going to have a small head. I, I thought you were... Sh- you know, no, I thought you no. were... Dick, I'm all telling about... me all this shit. He fooled you. He fooled you. We're the football fans. Lasker yeah. even fooled uh, Dick well, Buckus. No, Tell me where Dick Buckus is talking about this I didn't big care radio anything, show I didn't care out. anything yeah. about football. When I, I met Dick, it was, it was all show, about the game. He, well, he told me exactly. this was his show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dick Buckus is going to kick you your ass, Lasker. Now you got him over that goddamn couch over there. You're not even at the round table. He's barely allowed there. Oh, I can get on the round table and snatch somebody off of there. Now, don't even go there. Now, Gene, tell me where... What college Dick Buckus played at? Well, how the hell do I know? Well, I mean, you know. I mean, if you're if you're a fan of football, then you yeah. know where the big players are. I'm not a fan of football. Okay, I'll tell you this. So the fi- I, mean, I just watch it once in a while. Oh, this is how stupid he is, Dick. Ready? They're the fighting Illini. Okay, man. <laughs> do they have Ron Zook is the coach. Do they have a racing team? No, yeah. they don't have. They don't have. I don't know. I don't know. If it was okay. a racing line, I'd know it. Thought, okay, Gene. Okay, Gene. They're, they, they're in Champaign, Urbana. And and Ron Zook is their head coach. And right Ron now. Zook is their and they're the fighting Illini. Ah, uh, good for the pains. Abraham Lincoln was from there. Abraham Lincoln was was from the state. Do you know who Abraham? Lincoln, do you know what where what state that would be? Yeah, he was a dumbass. Well, okay. <clears throat> well, what would that be? Dick's like God. I you know this guy's really a weirdo. What did I get myself into? Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, you sounded all right on the phone. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I, I should have thought of something when I came you in here. You should have Googled the son of a bitch. You guys were on. You know, yeah, yeah. he was walking around. So yeah. I said, wait a minute. Yeah. I thought this guy's running the show. He's right. walking around in the parking lot. Some Jeep. Some Jeep. I saw his big ass sticking out the door. He's reaching for, looking for I something. I was pulling out some belly pants for Bubba's quarter midget. Now, Dick, did you do. Um, Nitschke always did the Packer report. Did you do, or was that Doug Buffone? That was Doug Buffone. Yeah, Buffone. Uh, Buffone. The, yeah. He did the Bear report. Right. And I think the internet's pretty much taken all that. I don't think people really subscribe to that stuff anymore because you can get all that stuff over right. the internet now. Yeah. But boy, back in the, when I was growing up in Indiana, we I was a big Packer fan. And we were, was, I subscribed from to Indiana. <clears throat> from Indiana. And we can only get the Bear. I was from Warsaw, Indiana, up by South Bend. And Bear, and Channel 22 is where the Bears, so every, I had to, I would, we didn't have satellite TV. So my right. dad used to have to rig up WTMJ out of Milwaukee, 620. My dad would get up on, up on the roof and try to get my... <laughs> The radio going, so we'd listen to the to the Packer games on on radio, and then we'd go up to Soldier Field and catch a Bear Packer game yeah. every year, like in the like towards your latter part of your career, like sixty nine, seventy, and seventy one. I saw yeah. you guys, which you guys smashed. It was usually about even. Yeah. Uh, but let me see. Um, Dan Devine. Dan Devine was the coach for the Packers, and that's where I got to be familiar with um, with uh, Bobby Douglas because Bobby Douglas, I think, was the quarterback there. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby. <laughs> Remember the play? Remember the play with Chester Markle? And it was a, it was in Soldier Field. I think you were already gone. And Chester Markle was about he was an al- he ended up being an alcoholic. He was a field goal kicker for the Packers, and it's the one where he they kicked it and it smashed into a Bears helmet. and It came back to Chester Markle, and he flipped it around the side and go and scored a touchdown. Do you remember that play? Yeah, it was after me. I think it was after you. I think it was like 75, 76. And then the other infamous Packer play was the infamous Don Mikowski across the line of scrimmage. And in fact, the Bears, Brent, to this day, if you look at their, if you go back and look at the program, that's called the Asterisk game because they put it, they lost that game when Mikowski threw the ball past the line of scrimmage and the Packers end up scoring. That's in infamous asterisk game. Yeah, and then when I was a, then I was a DJ in Chicago at B ninety six and Z ninety five WLS in uh, nine in eighty nine, and I was a Packer fan living in Chicago. I lived at McClurg Court, State and Lake down there, uh-huh. and I get on the air and say, "Yeah, you know, Packers kick ass, well, Bears you, suck." And, you must have been popular. Well, I, yeah, I would go to like I would go to like D- Dick's restaurant and stuff, and people would want to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> like, Look at that fat ass DJ wearing that Packer stuff. I didn't know that they were really that crazy. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, there were I was I was down there. I didn't go to the game, but uh, you know, all accounts was it was about four, five to one uh, Chicago people. They said that on yeah. TV that it, that yeah. it was four to five to one Chicago people. Yeah, you could hear it in the crowd. Now you got to be like a god when you roll around the streets of Chicago. <clears throat> oh, he is. I mean, everywhere you go, or are, are, are people freaking out? No, they don't really freak out that bad. That bad. No. <laughs> now, Dick, you've you made know. some movies though, because I remember I remember like in the. Uh, Right when you got out of football, you made like a handful of movies, didn't well, you? Well, I said, did a lot of uh, commercials, you know, the Miller Lite stuff with Bubba, right. and then that led to a couple, you know, bit parts, and so I thought, well, you know, I, I, an, an agent came up to me, and, and uh, he says, you know what, I think I can get you some work, you know? And I said, well, what do I have to do? And he says, well, come on out here like in January during pilot season, and we'll see what happens. And I said, well, all right, I'll give it a couple months and see what happens, and that was 25 years ago, so I just... No, right. one thing you were in Necessary Roughness, Any Given Sunday. Yeah. Good fi- I, I liked Any Given Sunday. I did, too. Did you enjoy yeah. doing that film? You know or? what? I, like, now, this is how I had an agent, right? And I was doing this show called uh, Hang Time at the time. Mm-hmm. And I see in the trades this movie, Oliver Stone's going to direct it, you know, right. Any Given Sunday. And it's about football. 
So I call my agent. I says, hey, can you check this out? You know, duh. I might be able to find a part. (laughs) Right. Like playing myself or something. (laughs) Right. Which usually happens. So I wait about, I don't know, a couple, three weeks. And I call him. I says, hey, what's what the... What's with that uh, movie? And he says, uh, oh, yeah, uh, not, there's nothing in there for you. Okay. Oh, okay. So uh, this one uh, lady friend out there I know, like, uh, she says, why don't you just call up Oliver? And I says, get out. You don't do that. Do you, you know yeah. Oliver? No. <clears throat> okay. But he's Dick Bunkus, man. Right, right. I mean, you know, well, shit. That's what she was saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, she says, do you think call. he will not take your call? Mm-hmm. If he's, a, if he's a guy that's gonna knows anything about football, anybody get a call from Dick Buckus, you got to take that call. Right. Absolutely. So I, I called because I heard a lot of a lot of things about him as a director. You know, it's it's just like George Allen. Everybody had their different thoughts about George Allen, but I I really like George Allen because he he was a thorough coach and really into it. Right. And I was into it. So okay, that's sort of the thing that Oliver has too. He's really into what he's doing, mm-hmm. and you know whether people like what he. You know, right. producers or whatever. So I called down to Miami, and uh, lo and behold, he said, yeah, you know. So, uh, yeah, he said, hey, the guy says, hey, we're, we're, he's still writing a part, and uh, I think he'll, he'll use you, you know. So I said, great. So he calls back, and they're giving me all these dates, and I'm saying, well, I'm on hiatus right now, and the dates you're giving me, I you know, I can't do that because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be busy doing my other show. So I, it's like... I'm calling the guy for a job. But telling him you're busy. I'm going to do business. <laughs> calling with the biggest producers of all time. Yeah. Saying, hey, fuck, it's a little busy right now, buddy. Hey, Oliver, I'd love to do it, but I got this right. thing. You know, hey. So then he, uh, they picked a date, and I went down there. And and so uh, they put me up in Key Biscayne there, South Beach, wherever. And right. I'm a couple, three days, nothing. I'm just walking around. And then he calls, and okay, we're going to go uh, first whatever day at the stadium. And. I says, you know something, I don't want to be a you know real jerk about this, but I don't have a script, and uh, they said, don't worry about it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so we go out there, and he's all right, go over here, and here's the situation. Uh, the referee just made a bad call. You're the coach over here. What would you say? <laughs> so we've had your freestyle. <laughs> So, did the whole thing. so it, was so all it really came it. from the hard dick because you probably would be pissed off. Well, I did. And he, he, we did it a couple times. He cracked up and then he says, okay, now give me a TV version. And, and that was it. That was how we did it. See, that was an interesting movie to me because uh, from what I gather, the NFL didn't bless that film at all. They no. wanted nothing to no. do with it. because. No. But how close was that movie to, to the behind the scenes in the NFL? Pretty close. Pretty, Pretty good close. stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 there was a lot of pol- politicking involved in that movie. Oh. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, what's that other one? Dallas North 40. North, yeah, Dallas yeah. 40, yeah. That was kind of nah, like that's Hollywood over the shit, edge, yeah. You know, but... Um, Any given Sunday was pretty... It was. It was. And, that's and, why the NFL was so mad about it, Dick, because it was pretty damn close. Yeah. And... and I mean, you, you don't really realize all the politicking until you see that movie and you go, wow, I guess that does kind of make sense. You now, know? Dick, is there more politicking in today's environment than there is than there was? I mean, like around your environment, I mean, there... Your your performance really. I mean, it's old school shit. I mean, you know, and you don't have to worry about not blasting the quarterback in the head, and you could, you know, tear a guy's right. face well, mask off. Well, that the politic about that is, you know, is just there's a lot more rules right. now, and and people say, well, you know, the quarterback is, you know, pansy, and you can't hurt him anymore. And the question would be, okay, yesterday, let's say Peyton Manning got hurt in the game before in mm-hmm. the championship game with Do his you thumb. Think yeah. yeah, let's say that knocked them out for right. the Super Bowl. Now, do you think that would have been a big, uh, you know, helpful to the fans and, and to the league to have Peyton no. out? And you got no. Jim Sorge playing quarterback? Is that who he was? Because yeah. I couldn't tell you. So That's the league the may have, the league may have been a little you. bit shady about letting that info out right. and maybe kept him on the active 
list because so, of know, ratings and money and exactly. commercial and, spots. And, well, and then just straight up, that's why they have, you know, they try to do the best they can to protect a quarterback. Right. That's your marquee guy, whether right. you like it or not. That's, you know, he's the marquee guy. Dick Buck is in the studio. He's here. For several reasons. One, uh, because Lasker lied to him and told him that we this is a big-time show, so we got him drug into here. And he's only the second Hall of Fame guy we've ever had. We had Deacon Jones in here one time. Uh, if, yeah, he, he, God, he, his hands are huge. He wasn't funny, huh? His hands are... Uh, oh, he was uh, funny. Uh, yeah. he, you always said, Dick, he goes, man, I don't like the new rules. I used to like to take my big-ass hand and slap the <laughs> shit out of them linemen. That's what he said. He goes, man, look at this hand. And he, and he goes, look at his hand. That's a weapon. Yeah. And I used to just head-slap the shit out of those guys. Yeah. Taking a bitch slap from that guy's guy. Oh, God. And he was in here going, man, I used to whoop somebody's butt, man. <laughs> you, know, I, I you can't head slap anymore now, can you, Dick? No. You can't do that. No. no. What, what, know, what he, was one of your counted tech- every sack he ever had. And he had and, more than Reggie. Yeah, yeah. That was before they started Supposedly. keeping the stat. Yeah. yeah. He's pissed about that, too. He's still fighting that battle. He's like, let me tell you something. I, nothing against Reggie White, but I had about 15 more sacks than he did. <laughs> and he said, and he said, he also got screwed on a whole bunch of money because now, you know, what these players, some of their big time incentive is sacks. You know, you'll get yep. X amount of, oh, oh, yeah. you know, that many more millions of dollars or whatever based on if you get 10 sacks, 15, lead the league, you know, whatever. And he's like, you know, there wasn't even such a thing when he was playing, you know, bonuses based on sacks. I'm talking to this guy this weekend and, uh, you know, I thought I was kind of up on things about, you know, the players nowadays. You know, I knew they got paid to work out in the offseason. Oh, I didn't and even he know said that. there's... I don't know if it was well. He played on the Dolphins, the, right. but he said, you know, they they make you deals like fifty thousand. If you have trouble with your weight during the year, right, they will pay you like fifty thousand to stay at your playing weight <laughs> to and come in. Some right. of these guys go f. Shouldn't you want to do that <laughs> anyways? Being a professional I, athlete, duh. can you imagine coming? You know, to, can I mean, you imagine coming on. to training camp, Dick, for Papa for for, for Hallis, twenty pounds over what you're supposed to be. And the kind of ass chewing you would take, and uh, then subsequently, a Papa would have given you like fifteen or twenty grand to come in at your plane. That would yeah. have never happened in a million years. I know. Let's see. That's so. Are you saying the league in general are they coddling these players entirely well, too much? I mean, that's that's you know they're trying to get them to work out all year long. You know, which uh, you know a lot of them do. But do you have to be paid to do that? Yeah, right. I right. mean, this is your life. This is your job. Yeah. They got. I mean, they got. They got. Like, if you make the roster, final day bonuses now. Yeah. I mean, if you're on the roster June one, you get like a couple hundred grand, and, and you're like. I, and then I think it's. Well, I thought it was ten thousand a year severance. So this is to allow you to get back like a normal life. You know. Because you might make to, it. to adjust. Well, doesn't OJ make? Doesn't <laughs> OJ make? Doesn't OJ make twenty five thousand a month pension? Yep. That's I think his, he's that's yeah, yeah that's, that's his pension. One yes. of his things now, Dick, that you're, you're vested. You get pension, don't you? Yeah, from the league. Yeah, no, and, no. That, and see, that's 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 the latest beef right now. Uh, I don't know. You go down to Miami with the Super Bowl, and you just see. You go into this hotel where you know maybe a lot of the players, alumni are. And there's. 30 Cadillac SUVs with Super Bowl car, official car. You know, the NFL properties, oh, I'm, I'm talking maybe four, five, eight years ago, they clear about $4 billion, which huh. the teams by 30 divide. That's right. what they get for a little pocket change. For trinket shit. Okay, now um, you have guys from the Hall of Fame, and Ditka brought this up, and Henry uh, Harry Carson who are from the 40s, maybe, 50s, up in age, no pension, 
you know, maybe a little touch of dementia, you know, or whatever, no health insurance, and the league and the current players and everybody, geez, we can't help them. They turn, they turn their back on you. Yeah, and you know who you know who's the most bitter about that, and I agree with him is Chuck Bednarik. Because yeah. he played, you know, he played both ways for the Eagles, and yeah. he's really, you know, he's got some serious health issues, and the NFL doesn't help him at all, or the Eagles don't help him at all. Now, Dick, yeah. what year did they start? Like, what year did you have to play by to get to get into the pension system? Well, they, I, I remember something about pre fifty niners, which meant people from up sixty until on, sixty on were eligible, and then they they backtracked it a little bit. Um, no, is, is a pension dick based on how much you made or based no, on how long you played? How many how many you played and how much was in the kitty? Right. I mean, I I know a guy who's maybe three years earlier than me. Uh, it's four hundred and twenty bucks he gets a month. You're kidding me. <laughs> but see, each and year the brand is just each year oh. it gets bigger and more bigger and, and bigger. more. Right. But of course, now the guys many... who play today, like, oh. you think Peyton Manning's worried about his pension? Yeah, no. the pension's just <laughs> pocket change to him. But like a guy, that, now how many years? Is it five years to be vested? Uh, it used to be four and a half, but the average guy only uh, played like four. Oh, okay. So, so the average player was never eligible for for, for pension. Play long enough. What's now, <clears throat> go ahead. I'm well, sorry. I, I was gonna I was gonna touch on XFL a little bit. Now yeah. you loosely got involved with that. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. Did you want to see the XFL succeed to uh, maybe rival the NFL? Because it seems to me, you know, the NFL, like like you're saying, they got a little too high on their horse now. And you know, were you involved? It, no, I, I it, it would never. You know, you never could rival. Uh, never. It seems uh, to me the, the media the, the media actually killed the XFL before it even got it started. Was. It was NBC. They, they joked but, it. But what <clears> did <throat> what did you think about it in general? I thought it was. Kind of, uh, it was good only because of the of the players and the coaches that were allowed to get back in the game. Let's mm-hmm. just say you're a frustrated like, passion girl. It looks like he could be uh, field goal you know, a frustrated driver, right? Right. Okay. There he is. <laughs> right. Definitely. And he can't get on. Driver maybe has to one right. circuit, right. but he can. There's another little circuit he could get on. Another little circuit and and get his rocks off doing that or whatever. Right. And if it's done right, and it's it's fine. What's right. wrong with that? You. XFL was not going to, you know, start stealing players from the XFL or whatever. Mm-hmm. How about indoor league, Dick? I mean, I again, like to, well, here, a- you know, this was this is what I heard Vince was his his plan was when he announced this. He made the announcement: we're going to start this XFL, and it was going to start in two years, and this is going to be on TNN and UPN or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dick Ebersaw, who did some things with Vince, mm-hmm. saw the press conference and calls him up and says, "Vince, before you do anything, let me talk to you." So they got together and they talked, and, and NBC says, hey, look, I'll take half the action. Okay, good. We'll start it in two years. Well, no, that's the kicker. we got to start it this year because next year we're going to have problems with the uh, Winter Olympics. Right. So what happened, We Vince had to put a league together in a matter of seven or eight months. Rather than a year and a half. Right. Where and he see, really... that's, what he, that's what he originally wanted to do. He wanted to do it like the Arena League. Right. You know, the Arena League, you, you can, you know, they can get arrested. Nobody knows about it. Right, right. You know how many years they've been in business? Oh. Almost 20, isn't it? Yes. Almost 20 years. <laughs> well, you would think. Yeah. But, you know, they went ahead. And what gets me, what grinds me about it, I mean, there are some things, but the Sky Cam, mm-hmm. 
they ridiculed it. They made fun of it on Monday night. And now and, uh, it's the, the hottest thing. Comedian. Uh, Who was the comedian they had? Dennis Miller. Dennis, Dennis Miller. Miller. Oh, that piece. You know, what is it? And then uh, now it's the now, Sky King. Yeah. Sponsored by, you know, yeah. uh, what, 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 Texas v- Instruments HDTV. Yeah, yeah. They sponsor that damn thing. They probably get a couple million dollars <laughs> to say it's the, you know, Texas Instrument HD McGillicuddy Skycam. Yeah, yeah, I like the XFL. Well, I, you know I, it's what? a shame it, for you. You know, Vince was, is a big football fan, and he just he just sat there and thought, you know, I, I, I would the changes the rule would be what I think would make the game better. That's, that's I love that coin that. toss idea. That was awesome. Oh, no, that oh, was yeah. kick ass. Yeah, yeah that's only, that was the best part. That about was. It. I think Vince scared everybody away the first game when he went. This is the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do some commercials. He's I got, a roofer. <laughs> I got a I got a ton of questions for Dick Buckus. We'll have him to the top of the hour, and I bet you there's a ton of Chicago Bear fans out there that would oh, like definitely. to ask Dick some questions. Um, Dick, can we take some phone sure. calls? Yeah, absolutely. Chicago Bear fans, NFL fans. I mean, Brent. If you're a fan of, if, of great football, de- of football and great defense, and you're a fan of Dick back Buckers. when defense used to mean something, <laughs> yeah. and they didn't protect the quarterback and, and and throw, and there used to be games like they were seven to ten. <laughs> I love teams that play good team defense, man. Dick, I always want to ask you, what did you ever think about Alex Karras? Was he good? Yeah, he was very good. He was a tough good guy, you know. And uh, played for I, Michigan State, didn't he? Uh, he Iowa. For? He went to <laughs> Iowa, I believe. Iowa. And, you know, and there was a guy. As soon as his career, well, he was even thinking about getting into Hollywood right from the get go. Right. Uh, and he's been, you know, he was pretty successful with Webster and all these other shows. And did Bubba Smith? Did he play for the Lions too? Uh, no, uh, Bubba played for the Card uh, Colts. For the Baltimore Colts. Colts. Yep. Michigan right. State. Michigan State. That's right. He. I remember, wasn't the big undefeated game Michigan State and Notre Dame played the right. tie or something and, that year? Yeah, Arsijan went for the tie. and Wasn't it? Yeah, they, I yeah. think they went for the tie and uh, everybody. Was know, IU very space. good when you were going? When you were in, uh, when Iowa, you were... we never played against. You know, in the Big Ten, you back then you only played like uh, eight teams. Uh, so in my three years of varsity there, we did not play Indiana or Iowa. Really? Yeah. Northwestern? Northwestern. We you probably loved that on your schedule because they sucked back then, didn't they? Uh, they had a young guy named Tommy Myers. They were pretty good, actually, uh, for one of those three years. Uh, in fact, that's when Parsegian was there, and then he went from there to Notre Dame. And they so, all. How about uh, Michigan? Who were the studs on Michigan when you played Michigan for Michigan was a. Uh, well, they had Bob Timberlake and, oh, I don't know who the hell else they had. I think the, the Rose Bowl teams. During that era, I think, uh, remember Vanderkellen from Washington? They played uh, Southern Cal and scored a thousand points or whatever between them. Then we went our junior year, we beat Washington, and then I forget who was after us Michigan State or somebody. Now, Dick, who was uh, your coach in My college? My coach was uh, Pete Elliott. Uh, nice guy. His brother was the coach at, at Michigan. Uh, uh, Pete, after that, he eventually. Uh, ended up as the executive director of the Hall of Fame. Uh, in fact, he was the guy who gave, uh, I had him be my presenter because Hallis had some, I don't know, phlebitis or something. He couldn't make it. So then uh, Pete was the, the, the presenter. Presented, yeah. Any other guys um, that played college ball with you that went on to go to pros at Illinois? At Illinois, uh, yeah, there was a guy, George Donnelly. He played over with uh, with uh, the 49ers as a safety. Greg Schumacher, I think he played a little bit with the Rams. Right. Uh, now are you the are you and Nitschke the only two Illini in the Hall of Fame? No, I think, um, well, we're going back a little bit. Red Grange. <laughs> Red Grange. Red Grange. Red Grange. Right. He was Illini? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was from right. Illinois, wasn't he? Right. Now, yeah. Come, yeah. Coming out of, Wheaton. Yeah, Wheaton, that's right. Coming out of college, was there ever a question on where you were going to play pro football? Well, yeah, remember that story? You talked about how he almost went to Denver. Yeah, it was... Uh, or, or during your years at Chicago, did you ever want out of there? Did you ever... Was there any no. a, a point in time where you're like, eh, change the scenery? You know what? We, we would kid around because, you know, you're playing for Hallis and the things... You know, you just couldn't really do a lot of things like you could on other teams. And there wasn't re- there wasn't restricted free agency or any of that shit right. anymore, and Dick. We was would there? Just say, look, you know, with this new league now, just think we could be in Miami on the beach, <laughs> <laughs> right. shit like that. Right. You know, and San we're Diego. In, we're in Rensselaer, Indiana, at training camp, and it's so <laughs> yeah. hot and humid you could hear the corn with, grow. Now, with Hollis just yelling at you, right? What's and, the maddest he ever got at you, Dick? Papa Bear. What's the me? maddest he ever flipped out on you? Oh, when I uh, when I told him he didn't want to win there, it was after the season, uh, and I think it was when uh, Jim Dooley was first year as a coach, and I I don't know if we went one and thirteen and went in there at his office after the season and to pick up the mail and stuff, and and I got to talk to him a little bit, and I says, you know, uh, coach, I I really don't think you want to win, and he stands up, you know, and what did you say? And I said, well. You know, look at our record. Look who you got in there. You know, I don't think you really want to win. <laughs> did he intimidate you at all when when he when he stood well, up and did that? Yeah, as a seventy five, he must have been seventy five then. But. <laughs> he was a he was a rascally old far when he did. Yeah, you know, but they, it's just like anything else. You know, everybody jagged him. Like Ditko always made the famous statement. You know, he threw nickels around like manhole covers right. and stuff like that. But the old guy, he helped out a lot of old timers. Are you, you know, and Dick close? Uh, yeah, Dick. fairly. I don't see him all that often. I don't live in. Chicago, and, right. and he's there uh, mostly in the summer and early, I guess, during the football season. Right. Like now, he'll probably be down in uh, Naples. Did um, something I was going to ask you about Dick Kid now? Oh, what do you think about Singletary getting some uh, coaching? Uh, I mean, you know, he's a middle linebacker coach for San Fran, and he's uh, there. There's some rumors that he Dallas know, is looking at talking him. to Dallas. Yeah, well, I I, I heard uh, over the weekend in Miami uh, an interview with him, and someone said that he was like the linebacker coach, and he promptly corrected him and says no i'm a i'm a, an assistant head coach because the guy was questioning whether are you really you know right a position ready? coach compared to an assistant right right and uh, are you ready to be a head coach well, right well there's you an know. assistant head coach that was a quarterback's coach for the cowboys that went to the saints and was pretty damn successful yeah. sean payton yeah so, now is singletary well, pretty was, sharp yeah. Dick? is singletary yeah, I, pretty sharp i guess I guess. I mean, I, I I would think I was surprised that he he was out of football for a while. Then he went back into it, and he, you know, he went with Baltimore first, and then he ended up with uh, San Francisco. Uh, but it's a. I think he probably can do his thing because it's a different brand of kid, right. different brand of players. What do you think about uh, speaking of Baltimore? What do you think about the Ray Lewis kid? He was good. He was good. It's just I think what happens when you get to that stage or eighth, ninth year, uh, you got to be careful of injuries, and right. that kind of slows you down a little bit. It's interesting, you know, for the Butkus Award, the three finalists one year were. Um, Ray Lewis, Zach Thomas, wow, and Kevin Hardy from Illinois. Wow, Kevin won. Yep. And I saw that Zach Thomas, and I'm saying, geez, the guy, I don't know if he can make. I mean, he doesn't look very big, and geez, he had a terrific career. And of course, kid, Ray has too. The kid that won this year, Patrick Willis, is a hell of a linebacker. I guess you know. I saw. See, I had nothing to do with you know, the actual balloting and all that, but I watched. Uh, you know, that NFL channel and, and right. uh, I guess that practice at uh, the North-South where they, you know, he was, Jesus, he was knocking against, the hell out of it. I saw against LSU, they were on, on, it was like third and one from the goal, from, in, you know, at the one-yard line. 
And uh, it was last year. Joseph Adai came running mm. through the hole, and Patrick Willis laid him out. <laughs> I mean, laid him out. Dick, what were the official years? Um, 65. Five to 73, I think. Right. 65 yep. to 73. Um, University of Illinois. End up playing his entire career with the Chicago Bears. Anybody that any, knows anything about football knows that the 51, the monster in the middle, would kick your ass. <laughs> he would you watch kick those your ass. You watch those highlight films. You can see people getting oh, their head taken he off. Would. I saw one time Dick had a face mask in his hand and threw it down like he wasn't going to get in trouble. <laughs> That's great. one Bubba. Ten minutes left. And I'd like to dedicate this time to the people who like to ask Dick Buckus fans. We're going to be fairly quick about this. Hello, go ahead. You're on Dick Buckus. Dick, uh, do you do you listen to Sirius? Do you ever listen to Howard at all? Howard Stern? Yes, Howard Stern. Yeah, I listened to him for a while. I uh, I forget what year I was on his show. It was the funniest damn thing he did. He did a <laughs> skit with uh, who's that uh, character uh, with the uh, the moose? The moose. Bo- uh, Captain Bo- Kangaroo? Bowwinkle? No. Bowwinkle. Yeah, he had the lady who did all the voices of them. Oh, yeah. And I played a part, and I tell you what, I was showing my pants. I, mean, I could not get through the skit with him. Yeah. Yeah, good guy. Oh, by the way, uh, here's Deacon Jones. I have I had six cuts. I'm not going to have a chance to get through any of them. I want to see what Dick- Deacon Jones says about Buckus. Let me see what Deacon says. He was an animal, and he was a well-conditioned animal, and every time he hit you, he tried to put you in the cemetery. Not the hospital. <laughs> he tried to put you in the cemetery. cemetery. Not the hospital. What's your great, now, Dick? Man. I know you got to. I know you got to remember what's your single, either the biggest highlight clip that everybody plays, or maybe maybe one that they forgot. Your single greatest, hardest hit that you think you smashed somebody. Well, uh, just of late, you know, Charlie Sanders has just got in the Hall of Fame. He was a tight end with uh, with Detroit, and uh, I got a pretty good look at him one time because uh it was you know the ball was thrown over 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 his head and i think rosie taylor one of our guys intercepted it and i was kind of peeling back and i i got a hold of charlie pretty good he kind of laughs about it now dick you were kind of you were one of those middle linebackers as soon as there was interception You'd go take the quarterback's yeah. head off, wouldn't you? Well, that was if you. He's around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you would be the first, like, hey, he's open season. I got to get a block on this guy. I can do the next guy. You know, I used to be the guy right in the middle on the front row on the kickoff returns. Oh, yeah. And uh, Abe Gibbon was coaching at the time. And my job was, as soon as that kicker kicked the ball, is to go knock his ass off. <laughs> go take him out. You know, take him and he out. would think twice about kicking it right. again, wouldn't he? Exactly. Look, I got that but fucking 51 that that's going to come across here and blast my head off. And they didn't, They had those real fag bars back yeah. in the day, too. Yeah. So you could give him a big chocolate, couldn't you, Dick? The best was on the punt return, when I was on the punt return, you know, because I was a snapper on the, on punts. And right, all long that. snapper. I know you got your head down and Oh, yeah, they could blast and you. And i just sneak around and take about a five-yard run and run right into them, you know, as soon as you snap the ball. <laughs> Your head comes up and then, bam! bam. Dick, can you still could you could you still uh, could you tell could you still long snap one? You think you had to? Oh yeah, yeah I, that's you know, an art boy. You know, guys stay in the league twenty years doing that. Right now. after a while, you know, I uh, I start doing that to other people. I'm thinking, wait, wait a minute, they're going to see the film. They're going to be doing that to me. You know? <laughs> and uh, somebody stepped, Evie stepped on my finger and broke my finger, so I got out of snapping. That was the last time. Uh, a lot of those guys can really secure their their livelihood in the league for years. <clears throat> that's that's a specialized do. position now, isn't it? They make about two sixty five. Is it? Yeah, that's league minimum two sixty eight. I think. Yeah. Plus, they're just looking to hang around, and get that pension higher yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dick Buckus in the studio today. What a great guy, man! Is that Buckus? It may be. If it is, he's way early. He's five minutes early. Yeah, it is him. 
We'll just we'll just go late. Now? Yeah, we can go yeah, late. We'll just go we can late. go late and catch up. Yeah. Let's, get, let's, let's get Dick Buckus on the phone. What's up, Dick? Hey, how about them bears? How about those bears, huh? <laughs> how about yep. those bears? Uh, I thought I thought the Saints outplayed them, but they just they buried themselves. What do you think? Yeah, they did. I was kind of worried going into that game because the Saints had so many weapons, you know. And uh, but those turnovers, they're killers. What's your prediction, Dick, in the Super Bowl? I, I I'm a little bit. I I think that obviously the Colts come out with the seven. I think they're seven point favorites, but I think the points are. I think the Colts are kind of susceptible to um to that Hester guy. I mean, the Patriots had some big long runbacks on on the Colts yesterday, and the Bears are ten times better on special teams. Yeah, I I I, I kind of expected them to go in uh, as underdogs, but you know what makes it thrilling watching the Bears is is their quarterback growth. Because you never know what the hell he's going to do. You never know. He's like the Bobby Douglas. He doesn't know. You don't know which one's going to show up. <laughs> Bob, there's a name in a pack. Hey, now remember that. I'm a, and listen. You have to truly be a, 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 a Packer or a Bear fan to remember Bobby Douglas. Didn't he? Didn't he actually pitch for the White Sox at one time, Dick? I don't know if he did, but he. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, he had a rifle arm. But, he could throw uh, it. He couldn't throw it to you, but he could throw it through you. <laughs> through you, yeah. Did you? Was he ever on the squad, Dick? The same time you were? Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, he. Uh, uh, I, I, I uh, we're playing Washington, you know, and uh, George Allen was the coach there, and they had to win either our game or the the last game of the season to get in the playoffs. So we we score, we tied them with about a minute and a half to go in the game, and so I was the left up back on the on the extra point field goal team. So you know we kicked the we kicked the extra point, we basically win the game, and uh, all of a sudden I hear this roar, and I I'm like what. Where's, where's, and then I see Bobby Douglas about 30-some yards. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. How much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk and text for only $15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family and at mint family start at two lines use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts switch to mint mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month 
and get the plan shipped to your door for free, you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Down the field getting the ball, and he threw it to me, and uh, I caught it, and uh, we were able to win the game. Yeah, I, I even caught the pass. From uh, yeah, I, I, saw, I saw that when I was a little kid. I remember watching that game, and my brother was a huge Dick Buckus fan, and my dad was a huge Redskins fan, and that was so exciting. I'll never forget when you know, Dick Buckus caught that extra point. I got chills right now thinking of it. Well, you know what happened? I got kicked, uh, like, got through my face mask some way or another, but I got kicked above the left eye, and it was like earlier in, uh, in the fourth quarter there, and it was started swelling, and I was, like, getting to be like a boxer, you know? My eye was closing, and I couldn't see very well. So when I was out there, and I'm waving for Bobby to throw it to me, he threw it perfectly, uh, which was a surprise. Which is a surprise? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because I, I, was, I, I jumped up because my depth perception was off, and, cripes, I caught it around my waist, and looking at the films, I says, oh, my God, if I would have dropped that ball, I would have been run out of town. Now, how many, how many yards did you have to go in? Five, ten? I was in the end zone. Oh, you were in the end zone? Yeah. So and Bobby was... was scrambling around. It was about 35 yards. He threw it. <laughs> <laughs> scrambling. <laughs> He could throw. Uh, you remember Bobby Douglas? No, I don't. He could uh, throw a ball 150 mile an hour. I swear <laughs> to God. And he could run. He was big, and you know, in fact, he, he had a little trouble with our coach Dooley, uh, offensive. Well, he was the head coach at times, so he would actually stay on the road in uh, Jim Dooley's room to help him go over the plays and stuff like that. Uh, I, I think they brought him a little, brought him along a little bit too quick because uh, he just. Couldn't get a grip on uh, on the offense, and I guess later he went on to New Orleans and had a year or two there. And but he could run the ball. I tell you, a tough kid. Now, Brent, you you said, you heard that former Bear. I'm sure Dick loves Gale Sayers. Had yep. a, had a talk with Reggie Bush yep. about dive doing that end zone diving shit. Where you you, you, you know what? Yep. I, I mean, sure we're I was watching a game, and uh, my son, of course, one of them played for SC, and and my other son is a diehard SC fan, and we all kind of like looked at each other when he was running and pointing, and then did the somersault. You know, he never did that in college. Well, he would, I, I he would just he, turn around, give the ball to the official, uh, like you know, like the old Barry Sanders. Way. Right, but, right. And I just hope he doesn't get that trash. Uh, uh, no, you're, you're you know, Dick. You're that's, right. that's the one thing that I hate. You know, when you played ball and and, and you know, a, a guy would score a touchdown, maybe a little spike or something. But now all this Terrell Owens and all this shit, I hate. I know, and I'll tell you what. Uh, when he turned around and was pointing, like when Erlacher was coming up. I tell you what, if I was Erlocker, I'd put that in my uh, memory bank. No, 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 Dick, what you would have done if you would have clotheslined him right there at the pylon. Well, I would have, you know, there was still time left in the game to get him. <laughs> now, now, Dick, there's, you know, I've read all kinds of things about you saying you were the meanest son of a bitch ever, that you'd actually, in the bottom of a pile, bite and spit and kick and scratch and claw. I'd always, I'd always wanted to ask you about all that. 
Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> how, mu- how much goes on underneath the pile? Yeah, Dick, is there pension? What goes on? Like when they're really piled up and, the, you and know, they're, that, they're fighting that, for the ball. That, say there's a loose ball down there. That ball sometimes will change hands two or three times, won't it, Dick? That's, I, I, can't, I can't believe that either, these guys trying to pick it up. But uh, I don't know about nowadays. You know, they might be uh, rubbing the guy's legs under the pile. I don't know. <laughs> but I remember, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, one of our. Uh, games that we were able to play the AFL. We played the Chargers one time, and they had a, a very good running back, a little guy uh, called Dickie Post. And he was, you know, the California surfer type, and he he had long hair back then. Now, this is the early 70s, and I just, you know, every time I had a chance, I'd grab that hair on him. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to be playing today with these this, this braid business because I would oh, just the dreadlocks? one time, one time. <laughs> Snatch a big old handful of braid up. Grab some braid and start swinging them. And let's see who, you know, do I end up with a hair a hair piece or these guys go flying? Dick would do a helicopter deal, pro exactly. wrestling kind of style, on a, on a big running back that had the dreadlocks. I got Steven Jackson out of, a, out of the Rams. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It is legal for them to be tackled by their hair. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. That is a legal yeah, tackle. That's, that's, I think, from uh, Ricky, whatever his Ricky name Ricky Williams. Was. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dick, the one rule I don't like, man, I don't like that new horse collar rule. That's all That's all how you ever used to tackle people's horse right. collar Right. From behind, it, it it's, you know, makes it difficult. And, and I don't know if you, you know, really are thinking at that time to, to grab it, uh, you know, behind the neck. I mean, when a guy's coming at you, Dick, it's not, you don't think at all. It's all instincts, isn't it? Right. How, how you're going to level a guy. You know, and that's, that, the way you, you know, as an example, is face masking. You know, you you really don't want to grab the face mask, but you know, how many times do you see guys doing it by accident because they're just grabbing whatever? Somebody said one time, Dick Buck is face mask guy so bad that the face mask <laughs> came off into your hand and then you threw it down <laughs> the ground thinking you wouldn't get in trouble. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know that that's you know when when people say you know how's the game changed and it's very hard to measure up you know today's athletes with years ago, but. Uh, you got to go with the rules because, you know, these guys catch five-yard passes over the center and then they bust them for 80 yards. Well, back in our day, you know, you could hit them guys coming across the line. And Whew. and that was kind of neat because they'd be looking toward the quarterback and they'd be running and then you'd come along and you'd give them a clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> Dick calls that kind of neat. That's kind of yeah. neat to give them guys a, one of them brothers a clothesline. I think that's awesome. Well, I, you know, I, I – I think back then the the defenses were getting so tough, and and for whatever reason, people love to see scoring, and they just really handicapped the, the defense by these different rules. You know, an offensive lineman. I mean, all you got to do is to get a big fat slob up there that's got long arms, and he could hold the defensive lineman. There's so much hold in the goals. I mean, yep. those those offensive linemen, man, they have so much. There's they have so many more, much more liberties. They they can have their arms fully extended now. They can. Bur- I mean, it's it's bullshit, don't you think, Dick? Well, you know, when when whenever whenever I see where guys don't even have to wear thigh pads, knee pads, they wear shorts and above the knees and and no hip pads. Uh, to you know, it's it's all a pushing and shoving and grabbing game now. So, I mean, it, are you saying it's more of a more of a pansy game these days. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, I still think there's there's guys out there that'll you know put you put you on your back, but uh, overall, you know, it's 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 somebody help them up, say a little prayer afterwards. Hey, you know, get a little circle going and uh, you now, know, where Dick, are we you, going? You never did that shit, Dick. You never helped anybody up. You never did any of that nope. crap. No. <laughs> why would you? I mean, and really. you know what? And you know what? Back why, then, why why <laughs> wouldn't I? Well, the reason is is because. 
that's that was my occupation and right. why would I give you the the satisfaction of of either you know when you block me or whatever helping you up when uh it dictates that I I, I got I want to stay alive in the league and I want to play I love to play so that's how I'm going to make some money if I if I play if I you know, become Mr. Congeniality to everybody. Uh, <laughs> you know. I agree with you. Hey, Dick, how was how how was Vince Lombardi? Did you ever have any interaction with him? I uh, the only time I had really any interaction with uh, Vince was at at the Pro Bowl. Uh, but I remember Fuzzy Thurston uh, telling me a story when when the Packers were going to play us for the very first time my rookie year and. And I guess during the film, Vince was really ripping me up. He said, look at this guy. He's a rookie. He's running all over the place. Don't know where he's going. And then after the game, they're watching the game films. And <laughs> and uh, he said, man, that, this guy's pretty damn good, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> You know, now back in the day, they used to have the all star. I don't know when they abandoned this. I think in the '60s, they used to have the all star college versus the all star pros. Didn't they do that, yeah. Nick? Yeah, that. See, I don't know how many years after I, but uh, in my well, it would have been '65, August of '65, we played the uh, Cleveland Browns, and uh, that was my first encounter with. Uh, you know, you would go down to the Bears camp, which was in Rensselaer, Indiana, and then you would scrimmage the Bears. And of course, you know the pros at that time they want to really screw around with college guys, you know, so they would always, you know, be fighting and stuff like that. That's when you played for the University of Illinois. Right, right. And that was just to give you a little taste of, of the pros before you actually played the game. And so we played the Browns, and that's uh, that was one of the first games I played against uh, Jim Brown. And then I guess I played against him. Uh, so you played against Jim. Bowl. You played against Jim when you were a senior in college. Yeah. What was that like, Dick? Well, I tell you, uh, he got I, I got a lot of respect for him. Uh, not because of the running and everything else, because, you know, you always heard about how he wasn't a blocker and he was always getting up slow. Well, we had a blitz on one time, and he stayed in the block, and I was coming up against him, and I don't know how or what, but my left arm got under his left arm, and he just, like, clamped down on it with his elbow, and he started rolling the opposite way. I had to do almost like a somersault to keep from breaking my elbow, and I... I said, "Hmm, this guy, this guy's not that bad." <laughs> something I would do. That's something you would do. Yeah. Did you ever play against? Uh, he may have been. I think he was maybe uh, after you, Dick. The con, the the real dirty guy for the Cardinals, the Conrad Dobler. Conrad Dobler. Did you ever play I, against him? I think I played. I think he was still around when I was just leaving. I guess or whatever. But you know, yeah. See, he made a name for himself by doing that. Did you ever go up against Deerdorf? Oh yeah, yeah. Deerdorf was tough. He was a tough lineman, you know, kind of a shit attitude, too. But, <laughs> but I, you know, I don't know what it was. Uh, like, my first couple years in the league, because, you know, everybody always asks who's the best center and who's this and that. Right. When I was a rookie, I think the, the, the St. Louis Cardinals offensive line was one of the better ones I've ever played against. And they had a center guy, a guy named Bob DeMarco, who later went on to Miami and played a few years. But he, he was... He was tough. And then they had Ernie McMillan. Uh, and then, of course, Deardorff came in a couple years later. But they always seem to have a very good, tough tough offensive line. Not just good, but tough guys. Was there a, and that's what you really want. You really want to find a, a tough guy to play the offensive line. Was there ever a guy that you just absolutely hated? Jesus, All of them. 
got enough time. <laughs> really? I mean, just that one that just would, would get underneath your skin every time you saw him or every time you heard him make a comment in the paper? Oh, or? I think maybe uh, there was a guy out of San Francisco, real, you know, he was like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six center, uh, four is blue, I think he was. Uh, and he was, uh, I don't know. Now, within within the <laughs> here, here, here Buckus talk some shit, man. This with, is great. Within the division, Dick, which team did you, did you? Was the Packers the most hated team, or was the Lions? Well, it was the Packers for a while, be, uh, for the simple reason that they were, you know, the champions. Right. The first couple years there, and then uh, then I got a little distaste uh, for Detroit. Yeah, I figured. I've seen some of the some of the most brutal footage I've seen with Dick killing people. For some reason, always against the Lions. Lions yeah. <laughs> well, you know what happened? They had a center named Ed Flanagan. And uh, I'm, I was a snapper, you know, when I first came up. I snapped for punts, extra points. Long snapper. <clears throat> so I'm out there, pregame warm-up, you know, and I'm snapping, and George Halas comes limping by, and he said, uh, <laughs> hey, kid, uh, did you hear what Flanagan said about you? <laughs> and I, like, you know, I was ready to snap the ball, and I looked up, I said, what? <laughs> he said, did you hear what Flanagan said about you? And I said, what did he say? And he just turned and walked away. And that's all. That was the end of that. <laughs> that <laughs> Papa Bear playing head games. I love it. So I used to go after Flanagan a lot. And it turns out, <laughs> turns out that, well, he, he said something that I... Uh, that I'm always talking, swearing about his mother or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dick, but then always... the, the real thing was with Mike Lucci because Joe Schmidt was claiming that Lucci was the best linebacker and so whatever. Now, Dick, you were part of the All Century team. You and uh, Nitschke, I think, were were the uh, All Cent the fifty year team, weren't you? Yep, and the seventy five, seventy fifth year team. Yeah, the oh, seventy fifth year, year team. Yep. Fucking Dick Buckus is the man. Dick, let me tell you something. Your boots, uh, I, when we, I didn't get them, you know, for a while. Then I got them to cut. Yep. Neck, and oh my god, Dick! I always wear them. I got like I'm wearing, you, I'm wearing mine right now. I got, I got two pairs, Dick. Yeah. I, got, I, I got I got three pairs. Two pair of black ones and a pair of brown ones, Dick. I love them. Well, there you go. Now, mean, now, now, this is no bullshit. Yesterday at the game, there was a guy that a friend of mine had this, had the boots on, right? Mm-hmm. The Bears win. Everybody's going nuts. And over the PA system, they're saying, don't go on the field. Stay off the field, you know, and all this right. stuff. And he was kind of close to the railing, about 20 feet. And he leaps over. <laughs> and I don't know if he bounced up over the top of us, but he's swearing now. He's swearing that if he didn't have those boots on, he would have broke his damn leg. Well, no, they, I mean, they are, Brent, I swear to God, they are spring-loaded. And I, you know, I was like, you know what, Dick Buckus has just lended his name to some fucking bullshit little fancy-dancy shit. I don't know how good they are, Brent. I don't care if they were called, you know, uh, shit boots, or I don't care. They are the best pair of boots. These happen to be endorsed by one of the greatest football players of all times, and we love football. And and I'm going to be honest with you, they are the most comfortable boots I've ever worn in my entire life. Yeah, wow. I wear I wear them. I'm wearing them today. I wear them just about every day. Buckusboots.com. And they make you look, they make you look about an inch taller too, Dick. You know? What yeah, I'm they are. You know, we put so much because of OSHA and everything else. That's why those soles out. I don't know when the, when the hell you're ever going to wear them out. <laughs> Maybe we overdone it, but no, <laughs> oh, man. No, no. Too much don't, tread. Don't 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 back it down anything, Dick. You got to keep them right where they're at, buddy. They're unbelievable. Cool. Oh fuck, they're un. And you guys are getting ready to do athletic and golf shoes, aren't you? Yep, yep. We're gonna because you know that technology. It's in the soles, so you can basically put on uh, any tops. So like you know, you could put a put them in floor shines or anything. You know, whatever the top is. And I'm I'm getting uh, Mark over there to get me some golf shoes. They ought to put them in football cleats and get a little there extra. You, go. you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You, you could rig up a guy that could block extra field goal. He could get an extra couple-inch <laughs> jump. The big, tall, black guys who always yeah. put there to block the extra points. 
Hester can jump over people. <laughs> <laughs> Hester doesn't need any extra. That, that guy's unbelievable. Not, not Hester. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait. What do you guys think about the Super Bowl? I what am, do you think? I um, I'm 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 afraid of 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 the Colts' offense. I think that I think yeah. that they may. I think that Peyton may be able to pick the Bears apart a little bit defensively. I don't think the 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 uh, the Colts are going to be able to run on them. But Peyton scares me. But I think that the special teams. Uh, may make a difference, especially if they can uh, force some turnovers and get a couple big runbacks. And I tell you, yeah. the Bears found a little system yesterday that was working, which is wear down the linebackers a little bit with Cedric Benson, and then you start hitting the gash with them with Thomas Jones, yep. and then that opens up Bernard Berrien for Grossman to hit for a long one. Well, I, that's I, you know, I'm just well, it depends on which Grossman shows up, but yeah, uh, he could, as long as he doesn't give the turn the ball ball over, I think they're good. Did you hear anything about Peyton's thumb? Yeah, he's supposed to go for an MRI on it today. Oh, it is it is tweaked a little bit though. Yeah, his, th- his thumb is tweaked a little That's bit. That's another thing that gets me right. They got he's got an injury and he's he's going to get it done later today or tomorrow. What? Why wouldn't you do that immediately? Yeah, like last night. <laughs> no, I think I think the outside sod uh, the you know, the playing surface favors the Bears. You yeah. know, I you know Colts are kind of a I don't want to say a dome team, but you know historically well, they they've, are a dome team, they've yeah. not done that well when they go on the outside. The Bears are they're mutters. They're used. To, I mean they're. Not used. To, they're used to being cold and stuff, but uh, they're used to that kind of atmosphere. Well, you know what's going to happen with with Dungey, the closeness of Dungey and uh, Lovey. I mean, they're, they're, they probably over the years have talked about their philosophy on defense, offense, what they try to do, and it's going to be a head game with them guys. Yes, that, definitely something that you wouldn't expect me to do or. Whatever. Now, Dungey says that he never uses profanity, ever, and he said that Lovey doesn't as well. I didn't know that Lovey didn't cuss. Cussing's cool in football. Yeah, I would think. <laughs> I mean, Dick, I, they, I'm, I'm surprised Lovey says anything uh, by, by uh, the way uh, on television. No, no, pa- there and with that shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> Papa, Bear, Papa Bear would sure light, light somebody up, would he, Dick? Oh, man, he used to. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you gotta love him and Vince Lombardi oh, and, the, yeah. and the coaches. He used, to, he used to call uh, the officials a certain part of a female uh, <laughs> all the time. A pussy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And he, God, I, I love those old school coaches. And Bill Cower reminds me of an old school. God, coach I, like I, that's that's sad that we lost that he's not coach anymore. I thought he was a good coach. How about you, Dick? Yeah, yeah, he was. And Parcells yeah. resigned today. Yep. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. You know, and I don't know. They're trying to say whatever reason, but you know he just didn't look right when, uh, whenever they showed him on the sidelines a couple games there. Jesus, well, I think he had had it with Terrell Owens. I don't. I think that he does not did not well, like Terrell. And Owens. I think him and the guy. I think I, I think Jerry Jones and I think the Snyder guy out of out of Washington is what's bringing. I think those guys are cancers for for the NFL. They want to be. They so badly want to be coaches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, it's their toys. You know what I mean? And franchises are worth what? Almost a uh, almost billion, a billion almost a billion yeah. dollars now. Yep. Yeah, and they see where where uh, Jones he's building another stadium in Texas. Yeah, out in Arlington by where the Rangers play and where Six Flags is. Now, Dick, can you only fathom the kind of money these guys are making nowadays? I mean, like you know, a guy that is the best linebacker like you were in the league at the time. Now, make, what's the number one? Like Derek a, Brooks make what eight million, nine million a year? I think that yeah, but he took a pay cut. I think Ray <laughs> Lewis may be the highest paid. Linebacker, Not, either him or uh, Erlacher. Yeah, or Erlacher. Dick, can yeah. you imagine making Erlacher's money? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's you know that's the old deal. Um, I guess whatever was relative back then uh, yeah. uh, was, uh, was 
fair, but you know, I really wasn't in it for the for the money because you know, I just sit here and watch these guys. You know, they have they don't have to do nothing the rest of their lives if they have one pea brain to put that money away or get yep. it to work for them. They do not have to worry for the rest of their life. Yeah, just question how many of those guys have that ability. Well, I think they, well, they, they that, love they love to bling out in the diamonds and the fancy cars and the big houses. And the hot bitches. Yeah. Well, they're, you know, that's showing their immaturity, you know, at that time. <laughs> it's just the guys who really have it on the ball. And I, you know what? I imagine you'll always have that. You know, I mean, they, they, you know, you, in the old days, they talk about Joe Lewis and an upbroke or whatever. But, you know, I could understand, you know, back then that he didn't really, wasn't that educated and, and things could happen. But nowadays, I mean, Shame on you if you don't have you know, right because you're getting a, you're getting an edu- you're getting educated at some of the finest universities in America to play football there. Now, Dick, yeah. did you did you have a, an agent? Did you have an agent back then? Well, I uh, supposedly uh, Alice would not deal with an agent. He would just tell you uh, what you're making. Phone, you know, I would go in the room there, and then he'd tell me, well. You know, nobody really comes here to see you play. They come here to see Gail. <laughs> but if you want to talk to your guy, uh, you can use the phone out there and dumb me instead of going outside the office. He probably was on the other line listening. He probably was. He'd be like, hey, hey buddy. Whatever I said, whatever my agent says, we ought to be getting is exactly what he, he had in mind, too. I wonder how, now that I think about it, son of a bitch, he probably had, to, he probably had, had a party. Boy. He probably had a party line going on there, Dick, and you knew yeah. exactly what your guy was saying. <laughs> and then I'm sure when Gail went in there, hey Gail, no one comes here to see you. They come to see Yeah, if they come to see. They come to see fucking fifty one, Gail. I mean, you're yeah. tweaked out. I mean, you suspect where you're going to come back or not. Come on now, <laughs> fucking get Bob Papa Bear. Dick, what what was the most that you ever made? Uh, my last uh, my last contract was for a hundred and four a year. One hundred and four thousand. Yeah. Jesus. But at the time, did you think that was just like the? Uh, did you ever a, think you'd be making that amount well, of money? I, I, when I first was signed, I thought I was, uh, you know, Jesus, I don't have to pay to play here. Right. right. You know, <laughs> I, I just ripped off the the old man here. Uh, and a hundred and four thousand dollars—that was like probably what in seventy-two, Dick. That was. Uh, it was actually seventy-three. Yeah, seventy-two. Seventy-three. I only lasted one year. <laughs> <laughs> And, 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 and NFL's not guaranteed money, so they don't owe you Well, back money. then it was. Oh, it was? Back then it was, because you know what happened? They had the American Football League was just starting to, you know, get perk it up a little bit. Right. And they were stealing players. So the draft of 1965, it was literally rigged. Um, my lawyer was in, uh, you know, Hellas had him in his pocket because the night before the draft, back then the draft was in December. Right. And I was on my way coming from Champaign, University of Illinois, and I had a stop off in Chicago. And we met with the Phipps brothers from Denver. And they're talking and money and this deferred and this and that. And I'm like, holy smokes, you know, and I'm thinking to myself. And then my lawyer says, well, that's all well and good, but we'll spend Dick's money the way we want to. And I'm thinking, shit, I got a partner in this now. <laughs> He's not so, the one fucking taking the licks like me. And right in the middle of the negotiation, he says, well, he looks at his watch. He says, well, we got to go. We got to go talk to the Bears down, down the street, you know. And so that was the end of that. Went over there, talked to Hallis a little bit, and uh, nothing got done. And I'm just, as I'm getting in the cab to go to New York for that look all American stuff, uh, 
Arthur Morris says, well, I, you know what, I think else is going to call me, so I know you're going to be, you know, at the Waldorf and this and that, so I, I, I'll probably call you tonight with a deal. So sure enough, we're at the Latin quarters, everybody, and everybody had a, a babysitter. I remember Craig Morton had this guy from Dallas, and he's throwing the money around, and so we're all hanging around with Morton and his guy. My <laughs> guy was a guy named Vern Buell, who was president of uh, High Grade Foods in Chicago, real good friend of George Allen's. And uh, as it turned out, he became a very good close friend of mine. But uh, the only thing I got, everybody else is, you know, their drinks and this and their clubbing and all that. And I, the only thing I got was a dollar cigar, and I was told by Melton Burl to, to shut up over there at the Copacabana. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I get this call from Arthur Morris, my attorney. And he says, hey, I told you Alice would come back. Here's what he's going to give you, you know. And so I had my college coach and guy who recruited me, uh, Bill Taylor, along with me, and I'm like mouthing the deal to him. Right. And he's like nodding. He says, yeah, that's, hey, that's a good deal. So we hung up and, you know, it was a done deal. So the next day was the draft, and I'm sitting there thinking, how in the hell do they know? Because uh, New York had the very first pick, and uh, they took Tucker, and then I don't know where the Bears were, but the Bears had three first-rounders that year. So the next day was the uh, the draft, and uh, lo and behold, I'm drafted by the Bears. And so I'm in the room at the Waldorf checking out. I'm gonna uh, packing the checkout, go back to Champagne, and there's a knock on the door, and it's here. It's Lamar Hunt, and I'm like, Wow, yes. And he's he says, Hey, we got to get you know we got to get Gail to come to Kansas City because Kansas City. I was drafted by Denver and the Bears. And Gail was Kansas City in the Bears. And I never knew, I never could figure out, why is he asking me to get Gail to go to Kansas City? And it didn't dawn on me, but he thought, because of the meetings with Phipps and the AFL owners, that they were going to offer me such a deal that I couldn't turn it down. And he literally thought I was going to be a Bronco. And I had already committed to the Bears, and I didn't. I was so naive back then, I didn't want to say nothing to anybody. So I go back to Champaign, I get a call, come on up to Chicago, we're going to sign, a, you know, we're going to have a little PR here. So I go up there and do all that, and I go in his office, and I get the contract from, uh, from my attorney, and I look, and it was half of what they told me on the phone. And I said, Arthur, this, <laughs> this, this isn't what I said the other night. Well, Dick, you were at the Coco Bana. Who knows what you're doing? You're probably drunk or something, you know. But this, no, no, this is it. And that was it. Now, now, did you, did, because you were drafted by Denver as well, could you have gone to Denver? I could have gone there. And what, what he, see, my attorney was very good friends with Sonny Werblin. And what they were trying to do was work a deal, you know, get out of the Denver deal and go to, uh, and have, go end up with the Jets. But at the time, they were busy trying to get Namath. And, you know, I had already, my, my attorney already, uh, you know, committed me to the Bears, and I, I you know, I just wasn't going to back out on it. Was the Denver money at, was the Denver money more than the Bears? Oh, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, that's when I was sitting there listening before they, he cut him off. I said, Jesus, let him go, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear what this guy's got to say. But see, but see what happened, those contracts back then were on one document. So my first contract was for five years, meaning they, they had to play. They had all these different uh, paragraphs in there, but one good thing that my attorney did put in there was that 
the last paragraph he put in on the standard contract was, you know, contrary to all the above, players shall receive, as stated in paragraph four, irregardless if he has the skills to play professional football. And that basically was a no-cut back then. And what had happened, a lot of teams were giving no-cut contracts to a lot of duds, you know, and the owners quickly got together and figured out, wait a minute, we can't be doing this. Let's let's tell Dick next time we're going to give you a three-year no-cut. But then he slid me in three one-year contracts, which meant that if I had gotten hurt or if they wanted to cut me in the first year, they weren't obligated to pay the second two years. So it wasn't a no-cut anymore. But the problem was, and thank God for whoever the stupid attorney was with the Bears, they left that paragraph in there. For all your deals? For all all my contracts throughout. So what happened in 73 when I could barely walk, and the doctor's saying, oh, yeah, he's fine. It's all in his head. Sign him, sign him. It's all in his head. <laughs> so they, that's when I got the 104, but it was for four years. And I only played eight games of the first year. But they, because you had that last paragraph, right. they had to pay you. That's it. Pop and what bear. they also did was Abe Gibran had told me, uh, you, know, he, he's, you know, he wanted me to be a player coach, uh, you know, to get into coaching. So when we added that, paragraph to the contract they struck that one and they left the uh, no cut portion in now dick have you ever thought about coaching oh oh yeah i I thought about it when i was playing and everything but then the way it ended uh you know i had to fight for those last three years of the contract uh and it took two years uh they would have some crooked judge on the case and then my guy would get him off the case and get somebody else so i i had a hell of a time there for two years and they finally settled, but uh, Marty Schottenheimer, who I had met at the uh, at the college all star game, and we became good friends ever since. Uh, he was he was coaching then at um, I think he was at Detroit, and I was out here in California for the Pro Bowl in the Hall of Fame, the announcement announcing of the Hall of Fame, and he called and he said, "Hey, Monty Clark's you know head coach here, and I'm over here. You know, if you want to get in the coaching, why don't you try you know come out here to Detroit." and start out as a special teams coach. And I said, uh, <laughs> anywhere but Detroit. you got to be kidding me. So I just passed it. So, Dick, what do you got besides the boots? What else are you doing? you doing any acting or anything going on? Well, I do a little bit of that, but uh, we got this Team Butkus Life performance, and uh, the boots are part of it. And, you know, five years ago I had a, bi- a five-way bypass, and, uh, and I had no signs whatsoever. And since then I got pretty close to – a cardiologist that uh, I was working with, and and he was he was kind of I don't know he he just was amazed the problem I had and I didn't have any symptoms so he he uh, he knew a bodybuilder friend of his and he always fooled with weights so he he asked this uh, bodybuilder if he could do the same test that he did on me this EBCT scan and. Uh, because knowing the guy was on steroids, so lo and behold, I mean, the guy's insides are like mush. And he had he did it on, I think, about 14 bodybuilders. And uh, so it really showed what steroids can do to you inside. And about that time, we, we heard about this uh, Taylor Hooten Foundation out of Plano, Texas. And Taylor Hooten was a junior high school 
pitcher for the high school, Plano High School, I believe it was. Good, good and, kid. And after after the uh, season, the coach says, you know, Taylor, if you want to, you know, really get anywhere in baseball, you got to get bigger, stronger, and faster, buddy. Or you know, you ain't going to do it. So, but he doesn't tell him how to do it. So the guy starts talking to some teammates, and they get him hooked on steroids. So Don Hooten, his father, notices this kid's personality is just going haywire and everything. And so, lo and behold, they find these needles and all this stuff in his room, and they didn't know how to cope with it. And they just said, well, you know, hey, you're getting off this stuff, and uh, as punishment, you're not going to the junior prom. That's it. you know. And so that Friday night, Don comes home and, Talks to his wife and have you seen Taylor? Yeah, you know he's upstairs and goes in his room. I guess you know he came down here earlier and said how much how he was sorry and how he loved us and everything. And so I imagine he's up in his room. So Don goes up and knocks on the door. No answer. He opens the door and there's the kid hanging, committed suicide. Wow. So Don got into this a little bit and turns out about sixty five percent of the athletes at that high school are on steroids. And Don happened to be, he went to Washington, you know, when the McGuire deal was there. Yep. And so he started the Taylor Hooten Foundation. And uh, uh, make a long story short, he has met with the lieutenant governor of uh, Texas. And there's a strong possibility that um, all high school athletes, athletes, uh, high school athletes in the state of Texas will be tested for steroids. I think that's a good idea. I do, too. It's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Dick, you know, back when you played, it was unheard of to do anything like, like that. No, right? we never heard anything like that. You know, it was a couple beers after the game. A couple, <laughs> couple beers and, and some broads. That's bro- not going to help some, you play football. Some broads. You know how we do it. <laughs> Dick, Dick Buckus. Now, the Dick, they can go to BuckusBoots.com. They can also go to TeamBuckus.com. Is that true, Dick? I think so. And uh, that's that's all the stuff that you're involved with. We are big backers of the boots, and we're going to start having Dick on. Yeah, Dick's um, going to actually. Uh, I think Dick, you're slated to come in on February 5th, the day after the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're going to be in town for like a, a trade show expo. Yep. So, so we'll have Dick in the stu- we'll have Dick in the studio. Yep, that'll be great. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I got a. I was going to come. You know, I was going to get back down there in Tampa and watch the game. But now things since the Bears are in, I, I might have. To oh, go. you got a death, Dick. You yeah, got to do the, that. Yeah. You got to be. Oh the, man, I went to the the, the Bear. Cardinal game sat with a, with this group business group um, with Horton, and uh, I left that for the first quarter. <laughs> I mean, you can't. I mean, there must be every lunatic in town was out that that. Game. <laughs> now, Dick, do people are people fairly cordial to you? Though, or does everybody have a story and want to reminisce? Does it drive you crazy after a while? Oh, sometimes you know. I mean, I just I'm just there like anybody else to you know enjoy the game and it's. You know, sometimes he's like, "Hey, Dick. One time I saw you fucking sack Mark Star. You fucking crashed, and they're drunk and they're smoking." Well, there a was a guy there that was on my college team. Oh my right? god! And he comes up at the tailgate party and he's quizzing me, and I I didn't recognize him. Right? The guy looked like he was eighty. <laughs> and, uh, he had the beard and all this. And right. I, I thought he was just some homeless guy, you know, sponging <laughs> for some free food at the right. You know, at all the at tailgate, tailgate party. <laughs> And he wouldn't, he wouldn't say who he really was. He was just quizzing the shit out of me. And, I, and finally a buddy called me and he says, hey, you know, uh, guy said you were kind of, you know, standoffish. Must have changed. And I says, that asshole, I didn't even know who he was. Why would he tell me who he was? Meanwhile, if he just would have walked up and said, hey, Dick, teammate, and said his name, you would have been fine with the guy. Yeah. Which tries to be fucking trying to be some smart. you can't believe how many, uh, how many people that I've played with. Oh, yeah. In high sure. school, we must have had a team of about 578 players. <laughs> 
about a thousand in college. Every see every swing and dicks play. I I, I played with Dick Buckus. Yeah, yeah. Fucking middle school back in nineteen fifty one. If they were if they were enrolled at the University yeah. of Illinois, they were yeah. on the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they're anywhere in the state of Illinois, they play with Dick Buckus. Dick, where, where did you grow up at, Dick? High school wise. Uh, CV. Oh, now here we go. We're gonna have everybody. Hey, yeah, I went to CVS on the South Side. In Chicago, Chicago vocation on the South Side, of Chicago. So, Dick, when you came back to the Bears, that was like homecoming. That was. Oh yeah, great. I played. You know, all my games were there, and it was great because my family were big, big football fans, and uh, my parents were able to see almost every game that I played in the state. Dick Buckus, man, good friend of the shows. He's going to be in the studio the day after the Super Bowl, and yep. uh, and we're always big advocates of him and his boots. Dick, carte blanche, whatever you need with us, my friend. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Dick. Thanks. All right. Bye bye now. One of the greatest football players of all time. Wow, he made the 75th anniversary team, too. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. For sure, man. He... I love that guy. Yeah, you got a kind of a little crush on him, don't you? you got, you're, kind of, you're kind of smitten over there a little yeah, bit. He was the greatest linebacker ever. Yeah. I played with him in junior high school. <laughs> <laughs> the Bubba Radio Network will return after this.